0: Hi, I'm Melissa Cohen, and I am here with Katrina Boss, and you just showed up in my world today. Yeah, I just drove in. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you just called me and said you were in the next town, Yeah. and here we are. Yeah, I'm so, so happy. Yeah, I am so excited to talk to you because, first of all, reading your bio on your site there we have so many similarities. It's crazy. <laughs> and I know you're a Tantra teacher and you travel the world teaching this, but after reading your bio on your site, yeah, you do a million different things. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm I wanna hear more and, and I wanna funny. I went to a Qigong class the yeah. other night in, in Gloucester and she says, Have you studied Qigong before? And I'm like, Well kind of a little bit over a million years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she looked at, and she looked at me with the same look like yeah, I totally know what you mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how did you end up here?
1: I so In a this year ago, yeah. I gave everything away. My kids are grown, I was divorced, single, ready to do something else. My I moved my business online and I basically November 1st, 2018, I gave away everything. My all my furniture, my belongings, everything, sold my car to my son, and I hopped on a plane to Ireland, my daughter was living in Ireland at that time, spent Christmas there, and then we went off to Scotland, and then they came back to Canada, and I, because I'm from Toronto, and then I went to Portugal, and Lisbon, and um, Malta, Italy, um, England, back to Ireland, Scotland, and basically, just all over. Like I, I did. The, I found this website called Talk Talk B and B, where you can actually live in people's homes in exchange for them getting to speak English and practice. And so, I stayed with a couple families in the north of Italy doing that. And this summer, I stayed on a lemon farm in Sicily. Wow, that and must have been amazing. Then I was in Greece for a while. I stayed in, a, in an island in the Caribbean for a while. And so, I just basically go. Well, the truth is, I'm actually, I really just go where I'm called.
0: So, wait, so what, how did you decide to give every, or why did you decide to just give everything up and go on this journey?
1: It's like I always knew it. Mm -hmm. There was always some part of me that knew I was supposed to be doing this. I even knew this in high school. When I was in high school, I was going to travel the world, I was going to learn five languages, be an ambassador for Canada. This was my goal. But I was really, really good in math and physics and things like that, and my teachers got a hold of me and talked me out of it and said, no, 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 you need to study math. And so I ended up going to University of Waterloo, getting a math degree. I met a woman who had a hot brother, so I married him, (laughs) and he was a farmer. So I ended up on a farm, and we had an organic dairy farm for just over 17 years, and so I mean that was the end of my traveling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so then I we sold the farm and I actually bought a train station in this little town in Ontario, where I taught Kundalini yoga meditation. So wait, you bought a train station and did you turn it into like yeah a- I renovated it into okay. a wellness center. Yeah, I know I should say that. Yes. I saw it. <laughs> Like I just a had a train vision of The people you. coming in. Right? And like, no, no. Teaching it's in the middle a, of a train station. It oh, was just this whole old, cool train station with towers. And it was oh, just like wow. turn of the century, you know. And So you
0: turned it into like a wellness center, a retreat place. Yeah. Wow.
1: And so I taught there for a while. And after about six years, it was like something in me was like, it's time for a change. Like you're supposed to, it was a very, very small town. And I was, this is where I really started coming into Tantra and realizing that, I actually said to my kids at one time, I'm like, are you okay if I start publicly teaching this? Like, I'd been studying myself and practicing for a long time, but to actually publicly say, I teach Tantra, and my kids were teenagers in a tiny conservative town. Like, I'm like, we could be tarred and feathered. Like, they're going to think we're having orgies, they're going to think we're doing all kinds of crazy. And they were like, no, mom, you're like the coolest mom ever. Like, you know, of course, (laughs) this is totally cool and but I knew that I wasn't meant to like stay there mm. and then so I how
0: long did you teach tantra for there
1: oh only like a year okay and then um, I actually talked to an astrologer it was so funny this woman said you've got to talk to my man Joshua and I was like all right I never even had my chart done anything I had no idea I knew I was a Virgo That's just, mm. that's all I knew and one of the things I took from it is he said he says, because this is in this house, and in yeah, I can't even say it. He said, your life purpose is about travel, teaching, and spirituality. And I just started crying, right? It was like that, you know, when someone just hits that deep, deep truth, and sure. you went, oh. And I realized I had to sell my train station, and I had to put everything online, and I had to free myself up and i began traveling but it wasn't quite right i had some issues with my blood and i had really really low iron and hemoglobin so i had to actually sit still Mm -hmm. and i sat still long enough to actually publish tantric intimacy this book and which is a culmination of what i teach and also um feedback from my students because i have an online academy where people take courses and just Anyway, so this book was birthed in this time of stillness. Yeah, I'm
0: excited to read this. It's called Tantric Intimacy. Yeah. discover the magic of true connection. Yeah, thank you for this.
1: Yeah, so basically, then I um, I was living in this small town, and I was volunteering for the symphony, and I was at dinner with this marketing guru, right? And she's basically like, I don't even understand what she was saying half the time. She's just like, we've got to increase the bench strength on the da da da, and I'm like. I don't even know what you're saying, but I'm trying. And all of a sudden, she just flips out of it and she looks at me and she says, Do you know what your karmic question is? Oh. No? (laughs) Just out of nowhere. And I said, No. She says, Whether you're a settler or a gypsy. Mm. And I went,
0: Oh,
1: right. (laughs) it was just like this and the time has come Mm -hmm. and so then you know through a lot I was seeing this guy at the time and I was all like how could I leave how could I you know I had all these friends and students and I had a really really awesome life Mm -hmm. and I was like but I knew and there was some part of me too that was really finished like I'm 50 and there was this part of me that I always had these goals in life. I wanted to be in love. I wanted to have babies. I wanted to save the world. I want to do all these things. And then it's almost like all those had played out. Mm, I totally get that. Right? And so you kind of come to this weird limbo place where you don't know what's
0: next. And you've done, I don't know if you felt like this, but I did a lot. I mean, I was fortunate. I created this. Huge raw food empire and did a lot of things. I mean, I wanted to be on TV and I wrote books and you come to a space where wow I've really done a lot of what I wanted to do. I had these huge goals and these huge dreams and I did it and I accomplished it and it's like, okay, what's next? And Mm -hmm. you want to do it in a different way It's a different energy. It's not like go 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 like proving yourself like that I can do this and creating this huge thing. It's for a different reason Don't you think when you get older? Yeah,
1: because even like I don't know if
0: it's getting older or just like accomplishing a lot of what you want to do And then it's like what's really the next
1: step? Well, you know what happens so I was I always had I still have moments where I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, sure. I, I have those moments every day. Well, that's what my friends would say. they like, no, it's totally normal, Katrina. We have that in the house, in the job, in the thing. The fact that you're in Sicily has nothing to right. do with the fact that you're having an existential crisis. Like, this is completely normal, right. right? So then I have these moments where I'm really wondering, like, what am I doing? Like, this is this is just crazy, right? So, my beginning of my travels, I was out in eastern Canada. And I'm in Halifax with this friend of mine who has children. And she's listening to me like, oh, I don't know. What am I thinking? I've already given everything away. I got, at this point, I only have my car because I hadn't given it to my son or I hadn't sold it to my son yet. Mm. <clears throat> but I was like, and she said, Katrina, you have to watch the movie Moana.
0: Oh my gosh. And I was like, cannot believe you just said that. My cranial, I have to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. My cranial sacral therapist, when I got a concussion almost two years ago, said to me, you have to watch this movie. And I turned it on. I'm like, it's a cartoon. What do you mean? What was she talking about? Did you watch it? I did watch it. It was, yeah. I watched it. pretty impactful. And I
1: cried and cried and cried. Because this is the interesting thing. So even me traveling like I travel, my brain and my pride and my ego wants to say, Ah, uh, yes, yeah. so I'm traveling the world sharing tantra with the world because I am the guru. Like I, It's like this, this is what my ego wants to say, sure. but that's not what I'm allowed to do. I'm actually, I have to travel blindly. Mm-hmm. Like I have to travel in total faith and total trust, never knowing why I'm feeling called to go here, why I'm feeling called to go there. And this, it's a whole, it truly is a different adventure. And this was the thing about Moana is she had discovered that they were actually adventurers they actually they are had their sights on the horizon not knowing what they were looking for not saying aha here's what i'm looking for and that's what i'm gonna go and find you literally just sailed to the horizon literally with that beginner's open mind i love
0: that you're talking about this because i have rolling chills while you're talking when i got the concussion it was all about my healer friend and my craniosacral woman who were helping me through this kept saying just be And I kept saying I am being I'm sitting on my couch. I can't be any more than I am And they kept (laughs) saying to me you're not You're not being your mind is going and you're thinking and and I kept saying well, what do you mean? I'm not supposed to think about anything. I'm not but I'm always in the future and I've always seen my future self that's how I create Mm-hmm. So, and that's how I know what I am what I should do next. So it's, I went through the same thing. It was about just being in the flow. But I, it's easy to say that and everyone says that now. Just be. Just be in the moment. Just be in the flow. But wow, when I really had to practice that, I thought, I really don't know what that means or how to do that. And it's been the biggest lesson for me the last two years. So I love that you're talking well, about and, this.
1: And the balance of that is... You still have to pay the bills.
0: Exactly.
1: I said, like, I this kept is... saying to them, okay, but <clears throat> I
0: can't sit on, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, sit on my couch and eat bonbons and watch Netflix? I oh mean, God, I have exactly to do <laughs> <laughs> <That's so weird. laughs> I mean, that's great. I'm being, but I also need to survive and live and do so I can't just sit around and do nothing. And they just kept saying, just be. And that's when I started doing my art and opened an art gallery and started, like, Smoking weed and going up there every day and being in the moment and just painting for hours and then I started to get it So yeah, I love this conversation. And There's something
1: so because this is the place where I am now Mm -hmm. because there's sort of that um, You know when things don't quite work out Mm -hmm. right you sort of like, you know I have online courses and I've got books that are published and all these different things But the money doesn't flow like you think it should be you know in, and yeah. I'm with you like but I'm being and I'm being intentional and I'm being open and I'm open to everything in the universe and bringing you know, all that I, I got it mm-hmm. and yet it doesn't work and so then my time here it's funny so I'm just I'm just five minutes down the road from here yeah. and I'm staying with this friend of mine's place at uh, my friend's place on the ocean and it's just beautiful mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this sanctuary and it's sort of like um it's almost like I'm redefining something inside of me again, because I think even in this limbo, I was still bringing forward these ideas. So, and what came to me, so the other day we were talking about meditation, he and I, and he was talking about, he was wanting to, um, uh, he's measuring like your, your Hertz levels and all this kind of thing, you know, and if we can manage this and change this and da, da, da. And I said to him, which of course was only for my own ears. It was all, he may never even remember it. I said, but the thing is, we are like 99% dark matter. Like we are basically energy manifesting as physical. Like we're just energy held together by magnetism appearing physical. If we focus on the physical, this is the smallest aspect of who we are. And there's and I haven't sorted this out. This is like totally only half-baked because I'm just... There's something about this that says, no, honestly, if you actually go deep mm-hmm. and you really just honor your... Energetic signature. It's almost like there's still some part of me that says, Well it's not true. Actually, I just finished my latest book and it's called Um You Don't Have to Eat the Eyeballs Which is a whole other story. Wow. And because it's 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 and it's and it's called a um what is it called? You don't have to eat the eyeballs, a story of travel, people pleasing and true self love. Oh, I love that. Because, and this has literally been part of this has been my journey for the last six months. It's so crazy.
0: I, I feel like we're on the same journey. <laughs> And, and you came over today. I've never met you in person. We had one phone conversation like six months ago. You were going to come and do something at my studio. We connected through a friend, right? Yeah. You walked in the door and I was like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. I felt like you were a long lost friend that I've known like any of my friends walking in the door. But yeah. Oh, wow. It's really, as you're talking, I'm going through the same journey right
1: now. Well, and it's such a big deal because it's almost like really going in and saying, but really what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. Like what do you really like what do you actually get excited about? Because this is what I found is after the fifty years, which were great, mm-hmm. full of all kinds of juicy bits, right? Yeah. There was almost like I felt like a boredom. I got it. Right? It's like, could I teach this? Sure. Yeah. Could I teach that? Sure. But what really fills what me I, up what I, what right excites now. Me? Yeah. For the next
0: forty years. Right? It's yeah.
1: a it's a and what's fascinating for me is it actually is about god and spirit and things like that because and not to be all like weird and religious about it but so even the study of tantra Mm. tantra in its essence is a spiritual path it's about integrating the divine with the physical Mm. right but of course because of religious problems and issues and oppression and all these things the topic of god and religion is so taboo and it's so loaded because people have been really really hurt Mm. so we take these these teachings whether it's from yoga or or tantra or things like that and we actually strip the spirituality out of it and just take the asana we just take the well so just tell me how to have an hour long orgasm like that's all i really want right and it's like but even that it is part of the end result but it only happens because you've actually released to infinity you've mm. actually released to a greater wisdom <clears throat> you can't have these out of body miraculous experiences if you're still holding on to the reins and you you're gonna hold on to the reins until you have faith in something bigger than you and that's no small thing and these are all the things so i taught kundalini yoga for oh, i don't know 10 15 years and meditation everywhere hospitals sh- shelters the whole thing right but you i w- always would say and then connect with God's source consciousness, whatever it is you believe in. You know, we had this like huge, long, like 10 thing you had to say because you didn't want to hurt anybody, and you didn't want to upset <laughs> right. anybody. You want
0: to include everybody. You want to include
1: everybody, which I do want to include everyone yeah. because it, it should be inclusive. If it's not inclusive, it's not true. And so, and so now it's almost like my edge, my growth edge is actually saying, if I'm going to plan, a re- so I'm planning retreats in places in the world that I think are very, very special, like Assisi mm-hmm. in in Italy, the home of Saint Francis, which just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But it would be about the spiritual path, mm-hmm. which I've always been afraid. As well. In tantra, in, the spiritual tantra, path yeah. of tantra, like because the tantra really resonates with me. Like it's something that in my book I talk about. Like when tantra came to me, like I literally I was about married for about ten years at that time. Mm-hmm. I was lying in bed. We just made love, and I was lying in bed going, "I know there's more." Mm. And according more to the world, physically, everything like more yeah. intimacy day to day, more trust, more depth, more everything, and even in the sex, mm. it was like, "I just feel like we're scratching the surface on something." And if we had great sex. Mm. Like according to the world and Cosmopolitan, like we had like ninety eighth percentile sex, like hundred yeah. percent orgasms all around, mm-hmm. but. I just knew that whatever this is we're doing, this physical interaction, it's supposed to be, like, imbued with something so much greater. Like, we're missing out.
0: And I get that. I, you know, I studied tantra for a couple of years. It was never, you know, totally my thing. But I love that I studied it. And because I always felt, I mean, sex is sex. And if you can have good sex, technically, it's the spirit. For me, it's the spiritual depth and connection That makes it good, even Mm -hmm. if the technical stuff isn't that great. Totally. It's that's, you know, which is what tantra is all about. But, yeah, I love that. I want to hear more
1: about that. Well, it's such, so I I began studying, and actually, literally, this was, there was no Google then. So, like, literally, the word tantra bubbled up inside of me I didn't even know I'd never heard it I didn't know I couldn't Um, I couldn't even so I had to go to the library and ask these little old ladies in this little town of 8,000 people can you order me every book in that you can find on Tantra uh so they come in and they're literally like stamping the books like this is how old is it they're stamping the books and they're looking at because they're all these books about you know circle rituals under the moon and all (laughs) these like kinky things and everything and I'm looking at them going what I don't know what I'm doing either I'm just reading (laughs) books I have no idea but then I did find some books about heart connection Mm -hmm. and the spiritual parts of it and and I just deeply studied it and my husband had no interest in it he was just like our sex life is great I don't know what's what you're talking about like this is like -hmm. our marriage was 10 times better than anything he could have imagined our sex like everything so he was like and he was a little insulted like he was kind of like so you're saying I suck in bed like why and I'm like And he says, what is it you want? I'm like, I don't know. Because whatever it is I'm seeking, I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who's doing this. Mm -hmm. The only person had ever mentioned it to me, so 20 years ago, I had breast lumps. Mm -hmm. And my mom had just died of breast cancer. Her mom had died of Mm -hmm. breast cancer. And so that was sort of my lineage. And this is when I met my first teacher. And his name's Jim, and he's in all my books. And he used to sit with us. He used to sit with me and my husband. He'd say, don't really get people. he would say, I mean, if you're going to make love, why wouldn't you do it for at least three hours? And my husband and I would be and looking at, at him going, we'd well, we just sit there and stare at him and both of us thinking, what would you do for three hours? Right. right? Like, and he'd say, he'd say like, I don't understand people. Like we sit, we walk around and everyone's stressed out. Like you're choosing stress when you could just walk around in full body orgasms mm. all the time. And we're just staring at him like, what are you talking about? Mm. So, this had planted seeds a long time ago, but I, he never called it Tantra. Mm. So, then I finally convinced my husband to play after quite a few years, which was great because then I really delved deeper into the spiritual part and kind of sorted my own being out, right? Without the interaction of a relationship, right? People often say that they, well, I can't study Tantra, I don't have a partner. I'm like, no, no, no. You want to do it on your own. This is between you and God. Like, this is between you and See, I'm already, I need to rephrase it. No, this is between you and God, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And that is what you need to do. And then you bring that to whatever, whoever you're with or, you know. So, but eventually I, I gave him an ultimatum. I said, you know, I can do anything else with anyone. This is the only thing I've promised to only do with you. So it's you or someone else. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to my grave with this. So he did. Yeah. We went to Jamaica. And all we said was, because the thing about Tantra is it's, you have to have that exploration mind. Mm. It isn't that here's what I want to accomplish. It ha- if you're going to play an infinity, mm. then you have to play an infinity, which means you yeah, have no, no idea, mm-hmm. right? So I said, well, let's just play with having slow intimacy, playing with the polarities of the body, like the, the positive Vajra, mm-hmm. penis, and the negative Yoni, vagina, and playing with this. And no ejaculation for the week and let's just see what happens like just from that and for me like the healing that happened like my yoni like the tears and everything that happened from all the things because with slow intimacy the man plugs in and he stays there and you actually allow the magnetism in the body to connect and then the energy flows between like it's a whole different thing than sort of the disconnection of procreative style sex where you're really just amping up the penis to ejaculate semen for babies right Mm -hmm. tantric intimacy is very very different the whole intention is different so well at one point about the fifth day i was on top and all of a sudden this energy just shot up through me like up through my crown and it just literally was just like this white light and i just like vibrated for i have no idea how long (laughs) (laughs) And I knew things like when it ended, it was like this complete thing. So was I, it like this opening?
0: Oh, I had the it just spiritual. like this memories. Yeah. I had
1: pictures of things and I had memories, but it was all like in the ethers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the world. It was mm-hmm. so it was like where I believe everything happened. So
0: my belief is, and I always say to people, this is like, that's the reality. What you're talking about to me in meditation or you know what you're describing when you're in that blissed-out state That to me is the reality. This is the illusion Mm -hmm. the physical reality that we're living in. is just the illusion It's what we've
1: created right and so then after that I realized it was well and shortly after that actually I ironically we we separated and divorced, I actually kind of started to realize that we actually had different paths to take. And it allowed me to sort of release my expectations and my pride and everything around that. And, you know, 20 years was a good go. like It was pretty awesome. And then, and so th- thus began my time of market research, <laughs> which means, <laughs> well, at this point I moved to Toronto and because I was living in this tiny town. And well, dating in Toronto as a woman is a very very different experience it's you basically have your pick of anything well yeah I mean Uh, a lot of horny people out there yeah and and at that point too I was really into younger men for some reason this was part of what came to me was sort of a lot of this priestess with the young men because it really actually only makes sense that men have a thing they fetishize it into cougars and all this stuff right but there actually is a beautiful blending and when it happens, and it's done in honoring, which there's lots of great men out there who are really all into that, it is such a win-win. Like, the men learn by being there. It's really great for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm excited when you speaking. It really works. I know, i got to take my sweater off. <laughs> and, and it wasn't all that, but there was a yeah. lot of that, and... and anyway but it was like and I would be like making love with someone and as things were happening it was almost like I'd be just watching them going oh this is what the humans do like I was sort of doing this thing and things all started sort of dropping into the the truth and I also began traveling and going to a lot of Tantra retreats and things like that to try to sort out what the Tantra community was because I was very isolated in my experience and what even my experiences sexually and intimacy and spiritually and everything so so this was your time of Exploration and trying to in see right. where I fit mm-hmm. in You know and it, actually ironically this is what brings me back to Boston Because the man that I'm staying with I met at one of these retreats in San Francisco and um, We spent time together and I shared things that I do and stuff and he tells the story like because he's been introducing to me to his friends and he tells the story, he goes, okay, so she sat on my lap and breathed with me, and the walls disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, I hadn't actually heard him say that before. I was like, yeah, that is how what happens. Because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like when you actually join this physical reality together, the walls disappear and the bodies disappear and time disappears. And, for me, it feels like like a wormhole. Mm. You just sort of plug in, and you fly. And then this is where people say, like, "What do you do for three hours?" It's like You're in there's that space no time. Of bliss. Yeah. You just suddenly it's like the energy subsides, mm. and you look at the clock, and three or four hours have gone by. You know, someone once said to me, they said, "Oh, I would love to video you making love," and I said, <laughs> "Do you have any idea how boring that would look?" Yeah. Right, because like it's, it's energetic it's all energetic yeah. like you connect and everything happens and you inside your energies like nothing it's all inside mm-hmm. like there might be a lot of sound mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's all there's no tricks there's yeah. no positions there's no it's not like that mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent it's a hundred percent openness mm-hmm. to merge mm-hmm. and when that happens it's just magic. It's beyond anything you can describe. Mm-hmm. And so this friend of mine here, he had been doing this for a long time. He'd been going to retreats and schools and studying and everything. And after we were together, he he looked at me and he said, no one teaches what you teach. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to teach this. And he actually coined the, the name of my school, Fusion Tantra, because of that experience of actually merging with someone. Oh, nice. And and so that actually helped speed up my market research to find out that <laughs> no, I actually could teach this. Yeah. And it was valuable and it wasn't being taught. And so I that, love that. I mean, my like what I got from tantra
0: and <clears throat> from my spiritual teachings from years is that an orgasm is the closest thing to bliss. But how long does it normally last for people? Like A few seconds to maybe, you know, not even a minute usually a few seconds, right? So it's like, how do you extend that? to, you know, 10 minutes 20 minutes hours like you're saying because That and that to me is what Tantra is about extending that space of bliss through orgasm and through closeness and connection and spirituality
1: Well, you know, what's crazy about that. So just recently, so I, uh, I'm starting to understand what my first teacher talked about when being in a state of orgasm. So it kind of goes back Mm. to the whole doing being thing, because if you're doing an orgasm, this is sort of that peak drop thing, Mm. right? And the difference is when we actually relax into intimacy, we relax into touch, we relax into actually being with each other. Our nervous system is a singular unit right if you're actually relaxed and I touch your hand you'll feel it in every cell of your Mm -hmm. body right just when someone you like actually touches you for the first time and it is like everywhere right this is how we're actually designed we're not designed to be compartmentalized right Mm -hmm. so recently I, I've been having the weirdest experiences, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so, um, I have this friend in Canada, and he he had studied with me, and, and um, I had gone and stayed with him because he wanted to teach me, and, and he said, well, how do I teach? I said, well, just let me come live with you for a while, and we'll sort it all out. And, and we've never even been intimate, like sexually or anything, mm-hmm. right? And... And so one day I was actually walking down the street and he came into my mind and, and I just, I just went there for whatever reason. And I thought, what would it feel like if I just like touched his face and did this and my whole body started going to this like full body orgasmic state. Like it's not like a, what can will be a little bit, it is exciting, like a ejaculatory orgasm, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm walking along and I'm like, oh, like you can't even think like, like, you know, it's not, its kind of dangerous walking down the street and the walls disappear, and you don't know. Like that's right. not—that's <laughs> a weird way to live. Right. That's a funny way to walk down the street. And then I thought, oh, it's okay. He'll be cool with this because you should have permission before you use someone in a in a fantasy, right? And so I'm like, oh, he'll be cool with it. So I sort of went there. Well, after a few minutes, I didn't even know where I was. I didn't know if I would passed my friend's house. I had no idea. I'm standing there going because you have to kind of come back into your body and your brain and everything. And I'm like. ever since this so that I messaged him and I said um I did this thing and this is what we did and he was like oh my god I've been so happy and I didn't know why (laughs) (laughs) hilarious conversation going back and forth (laughs) but the weird thing is it's almost like the more I allow this joy Mm -hmm. the more this feeling is all day long and like even I'll lie in bed at night and so some of the things I teach is Because it isn't just being orgasmic with someone else like it really is being orgasmic with ourselves Well, I wanted to ask you that like can you like so what if when people ask me?
0: um, Okay, so what is tantra, you know, there's there's a phrase I can give but how do you do it? How do you start? What are some of the things I can do for myself? So I was gonna ask you like what are some of the things that you would start with or
1: like I think it always depends where you are right? Mm -hmm. so if people because we always have like a, a point of entry. And the point of entry will be wherever we're hurting. Mm. So if we're in a relationship, and we're hurting in the relationship, then we would take the teachings of Tantra and apply it to that, which might mean, because for example, like most people struggle with kindness. Mm. And in relationships, the number one things that things that break apart is that there's no kindness. Mm. There's no basic agape where you respect each other and you love each other in this way. And it really is painful to be open like this and then have, it's sort of like when people think, oh, well, sarcasm is cool or this and it's like, mm-hmm. it's not actually, if the desire is to be close. And I think right now in this, in 2019, mm-hmm. a lot of people, like the consciousness is shifting. Mm-hmm. And so when people wake up one day and they're in this, a long-term relationship of some flavor mm-hmm. and they suddenly look at it and it's literally like they re- reborn this morning mm-hmm. and they go, what do you? What am I doing? Why are you talking to me like this? Mm -hmm. I don't understand Mm -hmm. So this is where Tantra gives this new foundation to say if you're living Really knowing that you are fully infinite fully physical because the point of Tantra also is that we fully live in the world Mm -hmm. Right, it's not about only being spiritual. It's about taking this wonder and infinite possibilities and making a great meal Mm and having a great conversation with someone, or making love, or making a great career choice, or whatever. It really is about the whole thing, because we don't need to ascend. I we'll, love
0: that you're saying that, because even with my spiritual work, and what I taught to people, I always say the point is not to be so enlightened that you become a guru, or you're not here anymore, or you can't live on the physical plane. I know I have a lot of friends who are healers who have a hard time energetically interacting with other people or going places. And for me, the point of spiritual growth is to be able to live on the physical plane in joy, Mm
1: -hmm. in,
0: in expansion.
1: Well, we're both. Mm-hmm. This is the whole thing. This is like the Einstein. This is e equals MC squared, mm-hmm. like that. We are energy equals matter times the speed of light squared. We are literally a function. So the spirit and the matter are both. It isn't I'm a spiritual being, mm-hmm. but I, I suck in reality. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. It is all all the time. And this is the tantra part is mm-hmm. that there is no one or the other. Like if you think you're only this, you're not. Mhm. Yeah, (laughs) Like, it's not not true. We are a whole being, no matter what, and that is both spiritual and physical. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden, in a relationship, for example, it changes how you want to interact with someone. Because then suddenly you look at this other person and go, wow, this person's on a journey, this person's... Mm -hmm. Do we even fit together anymore? Because a lot of times we make choices even to be in relationship out of a very physical... Fear based need mm-hmm. that I, I am afraid to be alone. I'm afraid I must have companionship. I need to have the security. I need to have this. Mm-hmm. So we make the physical choice, but an- the other parts of us die. Mm-hmm. And when we wake up to this, Tantra has a, I think it's a ve- it should be a very practical thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It should be literally like, like even so, like my children are, my son is 24, my daughter's 22. And when I wrote Tantric Intimacy, my daughter was. You're 19, 19. And I asked her, I said, could you proof this for me? And she said, but I'm not objective, Mom. She said, this was my whole life. Mm. Right? This is how we were raised. Mm. And that's the point. This is, this is, when you have this, so for example, like as, um, when my children were small, I remember looking at them and thinking, how could I ever have been given these beings? Like these infinite little beings with their own karma and their own life and their whole story like how could i ever guide them how could i ever say anything intelligent i mean they may only be two but they're in as infinite as i mm-hmm. am i'm only really a couple years older mm-hmm. i'm not that much more interesting right <laughs> and so they would be going through something and so they would joke that i never punished them i would just take them to the couch And we would sit on the couch and I would stare at them like a weirdo. And I'd be like, What's really going on here? And they'd be like, Oh, mom. And I'd be like, No, really. There's something else. And I would pray and I would ask for guidance. And something would come through me. And I would say it. And we would cry or we would hug or whatever. I mean, except for one time when my daughter was 16, she was like freaking out about something hormonal, mad at her brother, who knows what, right? And I said, Come on. Let's go sit on the couch. She goes, "For God's sake, mom! I'm just 16. Just let me have a bad day." <laughs> just, That's like, so awesome. just like she just like lost it, right? Yeah. But then we were laughing, and it was over. Yeah. Like you know, that was the answer. That was the thing that broke the crazy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, so so it might be relationships. It might be that someone's ill, mm. right? That they're having it. They have an illness. And if they have an illness then suddenly Tantra in my opinion, mm-hmm. but really it's any spiritual journey. Tantra is just a Sanskrit word that means tools of transformation It's not a it's not actually a thing. Mm. It's just a word mm-hmm. to represent a path of union, mm-hmm. right? Just like yoga. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, sure. and So then suddenly if we are ill we often look outside of ourselves for our answers but in Tantra or in any spiritual journey, it is all within us like I have the same connection to divine guidance as anybody does like to me that was when we had the time of the gurus the gurus were showing us what it looked like to listen for divine guidance it wasn't about listening to the guru it was about let's sit quietly mm-hmm. and listen so if you're if you need healing so for example like my first book was called what if you could skip the cancer mm-hmm. and this was the story of my breast lumps my teacher and everything and it was really my journey from my brain i mean i have a math degree i really trusted my brain my i was like that was like ruled supreme my mm-hmm. ace in the hole right so to actually but you don't have to have a math degree our whole society teaches us that we need to be able to explain things we need to be able to justify things we need to have a plan mm-hmm. we need to you know, we need to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're irresponsible. You need
0: to be tangible. You need to be able to see it, hear it, feel it. Yeah. Right? Or
1: else <clears throat> or else you're stupid. Mm-hmm. You're just not stupid. Or airy-fairy. It's not real. Yeah. Right? And so my teacher, like, he basically was like, you know, Katrina, he says, you've got to learn how to pray, which pissed me off because I had a lot of issues with the church at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't want to, you know. And he said, no, none of that. He says, you need to connect within and listen to your own guidance. And that was really the journey from trusting my brain to trusting God, spirit, whatever we understand it, but really experiencing it. Like not just an idea, it actually was something. So today, 20 plus years later, I actually can't make decisions with my brain. Oh, me too. Yeah. Right? I've never to, really been able to, but yeah. right? It has to actually feel guided <laughs> yeah. or it's not there. So when we're healing, oftentimes we actually know what the next step is it's already sitting there mm-hmm. we just maybe don't like it we have to open up to it right and yeah. we're just waiting for an alternate next step mm-hmm. right and and tantra also there's a lot of about love and not love like we imagine love to be but my first teacher he used to say that love was really just connection mm-hmm. and and so what really changed when I wrote this last book, You Don't Have to Eat the Eyeballs, so literally I was on an island and I was made to eat eyeballs, like fish eyeballs. Ugh. And of course, because I'm a people pleaser, yeah. I tried. I am too, but I wouldn't be <laughs> eyeballs. Well, yeah. Wow, you're brave. Uh, yeah, I was, I don't know what I was, <laughs> but it launched a whole book because I realized that I was sort of metaphorically eating eyeballs my whole life. Oh, yeah. All these things I didn't mm-hmm. want to do and all the things I did to make grandma happy and this mm-hmm. guy happy and that person happy and everything... And so now all of a sudden, if I do anything, and someone's like, is it an eyeball, Katrina? I'm like, yes, it is an eyeball. <laughs> I don't want to eat it. Ah, so it's yeah. like this great, it's this is great metaphor. Yeah. But what I really, really found was, so I was recently in Sicily, mm-hmm. and I was really struggling with, um, there was a man that was always around, and he was really kind of arrogant, and always yelling at everybody, and just... And everybody kind of coddled to him like they kind of ran around and everyone and suddenly everyone was sad and it was just a really really hard thing and they said oh no it's just because italians are really passionate and loud and everything and i'm like okay maybe like you know i'm traveling and experiencing what i'm experiencing so maybe you're right but then after a while i completely broke down about five weeks in i just lost it i couldn't take the yelling i couldn't take the fighting i couldn't take and i just like lost it and i was lying in my bed and i'm crying like ugly ugly crying like just like I think it was probably like a culmination of a lot of things and I finally had an outlet so I was like yeah let's give her and I just ugly cried and and I laid there and I was like what is it about this guy that bugs me so much Mm -hmm. and what I realized was he was the critical voice inside my head he was the voice and who was relentless Like, I can be super optimistic, super spiritual, walking down the street having orgasms. Like, I can, you know, it's not that it's not an or. Mm. (laughs) Like, we can have all of these things. But I realized that I was spending an insane amount of energy every day keeping this critical mind happy, Mm. right? So then the question became, well, then actually I called this friend of mine. I said, I want to delete this part of my brain. Like, Do you think this is possible philosophically? And he said, no it's part of you you need to find out what's underneath it so I'm lying in my bed and I ask and I say what is under this and all I saw was my little girl like this little girl who was awkward and didn't get invited to the birthday parties and didn't understand the world and didn't understand why it was cool to be bad and realized that I was always going to be a misfit, and I was always going to be outside the norm, I was never going to be a popular kid, I was never going to have all the friends, and I cried and cried and cried and I realized how much I had tortured this little girl, making her do things that she didn't want to do, having sex with people she didn't want to have sex with, everything, like cry, not crying, looking at myself in the mirror and going, Oh my god, you're too fat. You're too this you're too that da, 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 da. W- Working out to the point of injury doing all these things and still not thinking that she was good enough mm-hmm. And I cried and cried and this energy inside mm-hmm. of me It was like a line between my navel and my heart just above my heart and it just started vibrating and it was so hot And it was like that for like three days. I didn't sleep for three days this it was like I actually connected to who I was like, for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, I swore I'd already done this. You know, like, I, I, oh, I, yeah, I, I'm sure i sure yeah, I've done this already. Yeah. yeah. But now I really get it. But it was really a level. It. Yeah. You know, and I just. I always
0: say, I've done, that's what I, I do a lot of work with inner child work and different parts of ourselves when I work with people, and people are like, okay, let's do it so I can be done with it. And I'm like, no, no, I've been doing this for 35 years, <laughs> heavy duty processing, deep inner child work. And you know, it comes up in different ways for different people, but, and mine comes up in relationships, and I'll be on the phone, and it'll be like, oh my god, and then, you know, I'm aware enough to see it happening, like, my inner child is taking over, and my adult self is like, hang up the phone, and my inner child's like, no, we're not, in," <laughs> you know, but I know how to deal with it, like, okay, you're not running my life, and you're not going to ruin this, so here's a coloring book, go, but most people have never done this work, and they're, walking around operating from their inner child or inner adolescent and it's super dangerous because it can take over your
1: life oh yeah it's well and for me I had actually pushed her aside Mm. right but I was I was acting from the hurt inner child Mm -hmm. who then created this protector on top of her and the protector was basically kind of having a preemptive strike (laughs) so if someone you know it's like well don't worry about it no one's going to read your books anyway so let's just get on with life so let's you know do the thing but you know you're always yeah people aren't gonna like you and let's just you know don't even think about it and blah blah so you're walking around with this perpetual like people would say to me like how can you possibly have bad self-worth I'm like I don't know yeah but there's this voice that's saying oh don't worry about them Katrina they'll never get you and the piece of that's really important for me right now is that don't show your true self don't be honest don't be as spiritual as you really are don't the other night I was chatting with this guy who I'm like kind of into. And I'm like, talk, we're having this like deep conversation and blah, 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 And finally I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry. That, I said, I'm, I'm kind of really spiritual. And he looks at me and goes, really? I <laughs> <laughs> shocker. <laughs> I hadn't guessed. But it was like, there's this weird permission yeah. to actually go, you know what? this really is how I navigate, this mm-hmm. really is what I do, this really is to me the foundation of tantra and all spiritual practice, and if you skip mm-hmm. this step, you'll never, you'll always be at a ceiling, and mm-hmm. and to be unapologetic about that mm-hmm. is so freeing, and, and so this is sort of part of what I'm kind of reconstructing even in my, my work and my writing right now, is that What if you worked utterly unapologetically? What if you absolutely only did things you loved? What if everything was a 10? 100%. I love that. That's what I'm doing right now as well. It's a huge deal. And it's a huge deal because it's not, it's new. It's Mm -hmm. the horizon. Mm -hmm. It it isn't what we've always done.
0: No. You know on one hand, I feel like I've always been super real and out there and who I am and I've never hidden my weirdness You know, I've always said oh, I'm a healer and I'm into raw food and I'm writing books and I'm I've put that out But there's some level of and not everyone will get this. I know you'll get this when I say this there's some level of hiding that I've Mm, been doing And, and I'm not even sure what that is because I think I've been pretty real I think you know it's like what am I supposed to put out every single little aspect of myself (laughs) that you know that's scary Um, and it's not even about that I'm not even sure what the answer is but there's some level of being aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and what I'm showing the world and then when something slips out it's like ooh, I shouldn't have said that or I should and I'm coming into a place where it's all okay like being the whole of who I am, and I don't know—it's hard to even explain because well, I think, because we already thought we were right. I think I, we I thought was, our freak flag was being thrown. right. <laughs> right, and it's funny even when people come to my classes, you know, my huge trainings. People say at the end of four days, "Wow, you're so real," but there's some level of I'm real in the parts that I'm showing you. I don't know. I I know there's more. I don't even I don't even know because I'm uncovering it. And I feel like that's the stage I'm in. it sounds like you're in the same space. And it's just having no not no filters, but really being I'm not even sure how to explain it to step into that other space of not caring mm-hmm. and not operating from what people are going to think of me. Oh and, and I and I've always said, oh, I don't care what people think. I'm a free thinker, and I don't, I don't care what people think of me. I don't, but on some level, I have. I don't know. There's a new shedding. You
1: know what I find? I find it's like the whatever it is that I've hidden, mm-hmm. right? I've hidden it from myself mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, this is it. So, and whatever it is, there's like a a protector on top of mm-hmm. it, which, as much as I might say I don't care what anyone said, thinks. And I seem like I'm all out there Mm and I teach tantra and I I talk about my sex life on Mm -hmm. podcasts and stuff, you know, like, you know, so, you know, (laughs) right. Right. So in theory, that's kind of out there. Yeah. But I think there's almost a fear of being honest, really, really honest because of this knee jerk thing that's protecting what I'm hiding because then things will come out a little harsh. I I totally get that. Yeah. And that's when you know, ooh. There's something in there like, yeah. So like my- there's
0: something I'm not tapping into and that's like with me It's it's this whole like thing I'm doing now like with the I'm feeling groovy and putting out in different ways parts of me that I'm hiding and yeah, it totally I, I can feel that when you're saying it. there's it's something exactly something hidden that I haven't quite tapped into not that the world know what needs to know or cares about like every single little weird thing about me it's not that but it's us it's us like there's something that i feel like is not good enough or is not that i don't know i have to portray us i can't even explain it no but it's some untapped part of me that i'm willing to go there now and i think for me it's as i get older like i'm 52 now and i don't know there's something about that like i don't want to die with this inside of me Honestly, there
1: is a weird time ticking thing and not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but no. in, a, wow, in a freeing way. In a freeing way because I'm not going to waste time now. Yeah. Whatever those things were I was doing before that I, I'm not going to do those now. I find that for me, it's actually about trusting that the truth is actually the answer. And I think so um, the, I was in a relationship just before I left Canada and it was so interesting because before I left, I decided to get this tattoo on my arm of this feather. And I thought I was getting this tattoo because it represented mastery. Because I believe that this time that we're in is actually a time of mastery. It's a time of stepping into who we are as opposed to learning and chewing and growing and all that. It's actually a time to just step into it and live that. So that's why I thought I was getting this tattoo. So then I go to my friend's place who's like an atheist. And I I said, look at my tattoo. Isn't this cool? And she's this little Irish woman. And she says, did you know... That in some native cultures, when they hold an eagle feather, they have to tell the truth. And I looked down at my arm and I thought, uh-huh. crap. <laughs> it, it was so funny because it's not like I'm a liar. All right. But there was something in me that went, oh, now things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So I had this new relationship, this new love. And something had come up, right? Something had come up. And I was about to say something to him. And I see this eagle feather on my arm out of the corner of my eye, and I realize that what I'm going to say isn't the truth. Mm. It's true, but it's like a soft truth. It's, it's not like your truth. it's a truth that's digestible to him. It's like a it's like sixty percent mm. of the truth, but the other forty he might get upset with. It could be a deal breaker. It could end the relationship. It has all the fears. But the 60%, is kind of like, you know, when the teenager gets in trouble, you say, so what happened? And they tell you behalf, enough right. of the truth right. that it's true mm-hmm. that they, but you're like going, they yeah, some there's more out. of that story. Right. That's what I realized I was doing. So if someone asked me a question, I would tell them a truth. It is the truth, but it's not the whole truth. And so I would sit there and I realized that, oh, darn it, this isn't the truth. So I would think, okay, Katrina, you've got to trust the truth. You just tattooed this feather on your arm. You'd better live up to it. But then I realized I couldn't find it. I didn't know. Whatever that hidden part was, I'd hidden it from me. I wasn't lying to be manipulative. I was telling other people what I thought was true. So luckily this guy was really patient. And he knew he was in trouble, so he sat quietly and waited. (laughs) (laughs) while I asked for the truth to come. And then, of course, the truth that came, it wasn't mean, because I don't think meanness is ever the answer, but it was really clear. It was like, actually, no, this is the truth. This is the reality. And I can't go out with you if this is where you're at. Like, this is, I'm going to lose respect for you. I know this is the end point of this. This isn't a conversation that we can even discuss you know, and like the conversation, for example, it was about him. He was battling with his ex-wife. And so instead of ca- talking to each other, they were communicating through the children. Well, as soon as someone's like doing that with children, my mama bear rises and I'm like, no, I. I what I really mean is you must open up communication with your ex-wife or I can't date you. Mm. Like I'm telling you, but that's what I didn't want to say. I wanted to say things like, <clears throat> well, you know, it's really healthy to go and open ourselves and really go deep into all this thing and that I, I was trying to say this really soft thing but then he'd be like yeah but you don't understand because she did this and this and, this. and eventually I just had to say the truth mm-hmm. which was I know you're hurting but this is a deal breaker for me I love you and I want to be with you but this isn't a discussion mm-hmm. and that's the kind of truth that I never ever shared especially with men because I had such a need to be loved, such a need to be connected, mm-hmm. such a need for them to not be the one who left or whatever it was. And that's the kind of truth. Like I, I think it's almost like we're we're sixty percent or we're seventy percent or we're eighty mm-hmm. percent, but there's this other bit yeah. that's actually our truth. And trusting that mm-hmm. is really a different way to live because then You know, when I said that to him, it wasn't mean, that he got mad. He was like, well, that's not fair. And I said, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just Mm -hmm. telling you the truth that this Uh, is no small thing.
0: This is a huge thing for me because a long time ago, I realized this piece of when you're not 100% truthful, like exactly what you're talking about, then you put the other person into this mode of not being able to make their own decisions. So the not wanting to hurt someone or not wanting to say it fully or not wanting to be loved ourselves It's if I'm not truthful, then I'm stopping them from making the choices and creating their reality 100% and if I'm truthful, nobody can I mean, yeah, he can be upset But he can't be mad at me if I'm saying this is how I feel Mm -hmm. This is the truth of how I feel And then they're able to make their own decisions from that. But if you're telling somebody the half truth, then they're not getting the whole picture. Then they're making these decisions on their life, which isn't the truth. So yeah,
1: and there's something it's it's very subtle, Mm -hmm. but it's really different. Totally different. Like it's a it's a very different different way to live. And it's really once you
0: start practicing that, and it's it's difficult because you know like you have to give permission to the people that you're saying this to to get like okay maybe they'll be angry mm-hmm. but i need to tell speak the truth of how i'm feeling oh, and, and I it's had,
1: okay i had such a realization when this happened because i said this to him and and he said well i don't want you to be angry with me mm. and i and then i got really angry <laughs> which i don't normally get and i said I'm allowed to feel however I want to feel. And if I'm angry, then I'm angry. And if you don't want me to be angry, stop pissing me off. <laughs> it was so funny and so out of character, but I so dig it. And so now I'm like, because, you know, they once said that, you know, like in our society, women are taught that the only you can feel anything you want except anger. Oh, yeah. And for men, the only thing they're allowed to feel is anger. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of this thing that it's like, it's just it's just my truth. And the truth is I've been angry a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. But not allowed it. Oh yeah,
0: most people suppress it. And I always say there's there's no, you know, people say you don't want to have those negative emotions, right? <laughs> but to me there's there's no such thing as negative emotions. The only negative emotions are the emotions that you don't express. Ooh. So even love can be negative if you're if you're, you know, stuffing it down and suppressing it, right? So there's no negative emotions if you Release your anger and you're clean about it. You know, you don't want to be dumping on someone else Mm -hmm. But if you're clean about it and you express it that you're angry, you're upset, you're pissed off then you can have that conversation and you can process
1: it and deal with it and it turns out you don't let your brain into the emotion either, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'd be all upset about something and my daughter would look at me and she'd listen She was like super wise she'd look at me and she'd say you know, I really feel your pain, Mom. I get mm-hmm. it. She says, but just don't make a philosophy out of it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right? Because that's what happens. It's like we're all upset. And, like, and then you know what else? And it's then you, the whole story. And the story. Yeah. And the truth is, totally. I'm just hurt. Yeah. 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 And that's
0: why, like, if you can process your anger, there's always stuff under it. Like, okay, you're in pain. You're hurt. Like, that's why I tell people to write hate letters. Like, don't send it. You know, I know people have done this before. But... But really, like, write a hate letter, but write every, like, I am so friggin mad. You know, say how you feel. Put it away for a day. Take it out. Rewrite it. Like, I'm really upset. I don't know how you could have treated me like this. Then you put it away for a night, rewrite it the next day, and you get deeper and deeper. Like, okay, I'm really hurt. I'm Mm -hmm. sad that you didn't hear me when I said that. And then, you know, you put it away again and rewrite it the next day, and it's like, wow this reminds me of a time when i wasn't heard when i was a child you know you really get to the issues because anger is just the it's kind of a light emotion people think it's a heavy deep emotion it's really not mm-hmm. it's kind of a surfacey emotion there's
1: always stuff under that yeah i don't know it's it's neat it's even um, now that i'm traveling it's really interesting it's um this is another really weird thing it's about actually learning how to receive Mm. You know, because my first half of my life, I was always in control and in charge and taking care of everybody. And I was, you know, and then uh, someone said to me, they said, you know, you could do the next half easy. Like, you don't have to take the hard path anymore. (laughs) But then that required me actually letting people help me.
0: Oh, yeah. That's been a huge lesson for me.
1: Right? Yeah. And so I... You know, for example, I because I, I teach this all the time about, in tantra, it's a huge thing about the masculine and feminine also, mm-hmm. right? Because the masculine and feminine, forgetting about gender, it's just simply two ends of a magnetic pole. And us being energy held together by magnetism, like, magnetism matters, so the masculine and feminine matters. And so, for me, in relationship, for example, I prefer the feminine polarity like I prefer to be the receiving the chaos like that kind of thing and I prefer a man who actually loves being in the masculine like that's my my favorite I mean I'm just not into uh, making anyone into something they're not right Mm -hmm. so sure so this this my my last serious relationship he was so funny because when I first started dating him I was actually really happy and I said to him I said I actually don't need anything from you but if you want to play in this polarity and be the masculine to my feminine, I'm all in. And he was like, I don't really know what you mean. So I had to actually, like, spell it all out, you know. And um, You know, you just plan things. You do things. Like, one of my, my friends so here... So wait, explain what that is. Well, for example, like... The what ma- do you mean, like, the if masculine... you want to play to my what did you say How so did you if, say? yeah if you want to play the masculine to the mm. feminine so in in normal masculine feminine dynamics right so right now if I'm talking and you're listening you're like the empty bowl and I'm talking or if you're talking then you're now in the masculine I'm the empty bowl and I'm listening without the masculine feminine we have no union if we're both talking we're both separate so for us to actually commune one of us is talking in the masculine one of us is listening in the feminine mm-hmm. right if I'm hungry, then I am the empty bowl. And I say, do you have any food? And you say, yes, I have some food. Now you're in the masculine, you're giving to the feminine receiving, right? The feminine is the chaos, the unknown, all that. The masculine is the structure, the control, like all that, in all the best ways that these things dance together. They don't exist separate. There is no It's sort of like everybody wants to sort of the chaos. I want a free flow and blah, 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 blah. But you need the money, the job, the security. And that's the masculine part. So sometimes we merge with someone else who creates that. Or we, you know, it's sort of the artist Mm. living in the king's castle. And the king creates that so they can be creative. Mm. They both must exist because your creativity will die without the masculine strength. So they have to marry each other. So in relationship... It's as simple as the masculine making plans, pursuing. Like this is the number one problem in relationships is because the masculine stops pursuing the feminine. And if the feminine pursues the masculine, it doesn't work. It's all resentment and pushaways and all kinds of nastiness. And the the fire dies. It's not a right or wrong thing. But if you want the passion to stay, the masculine must pursue the feminine. And this is all orientations. It doesn't matter. Mm. Otherwise, you just become very healthy companion like brother and sister Relationship, maybe sometimes you have sex. Like, there's just really nothing, mm-hmm. there's no passion and union. So, the masculine and feminine must have union. So, for example, the difference between him saying, Hey, so what, like, what do you want to do tonight? And him saying, I'd love to take you out for Thai food. These are whole different, I and mean, he yeah. says, I'd love to take you out for Thai food. And I go, Oh, I'll wear that new shirt. Okay. and I'll, And suddenly I'm all like, I'm excited something really exciting Mm. has happened inside of me if he says so what do you want to do tonight I go well you know I I don't know we could go out for dinner or something and he says well where do you want to go well see that's what I don't want I'm finished with that I've done it I've been the masculine before I I don't want to do it I am really 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 happy on my own and Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of girlfriends to go on adventures with I
0: always say
1: that I, I, I have a
0: ton of friends I don't need... I'm not accepting applications for I, more. <laughs> and, so, and I don't need to... When I meet someone, it's not... You know, I have a happy, full mm-hmm. life. I mean, I'm always open to more friends. But if I'm looking for that one person, it's a different...
1: Well, that's, if I want that NRJ. kind of connection, mm-hmm. that's all. It's like in intimacy and sexuality, I, I want union. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to have polarity if we want a union. There's no... There's no other way to do it. It's Mm -hmm. not possible. We can have sex Mm -hmm. and we can have great sex, but you're really just co-masturbating really. You're just good at it Mm -hmm. and and it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's really great. But what I seek is this other thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, what was interesting about this man. So because I teach tantra and I have this experience and I, I have a really high bar for intimacy and not because you need to be skilled. It's all about the connection. Mm -hmm. As long as you can be open and fully connect, that's where all the magic there are no skills beyond Mm -hmm. that right so if i meet someone and we have this connection and we become intimate, i still tend to sort of back lead them in the bedroom because they are going to go into that procreative fucking kind of thing right they're going to they're going to do it they don't know any different i'm a bit weird right this is (laughs) This is another freak flag to fly, right? (laughs) To kind of go, I actually don't do that. That thing you're doing, I don't do that. And so to do it without being like super, and now I'm the teacher, because that's gross, right? Right. I tend to sort of back lead them a little to kind of like, we'll just sort of change this. Mm -hmm. So this guy, he was a super quiet guy. Like this was him being in this big masculine. wasn't really in his nature. But once he figured it out, he was actually very logical, liked Mm -hmm. to plan, liked the rules, liked all that. So he actually thought, well, this is great. So we'd be in bed and he'd say, Katrina, I thought you wanted me to be the man. I was like, what? Right? And and he just would take over and he would just do this thing. And it really broke a lot of things inside of me that need to control, that need. And it actually really helped me take this journey. Mm. Because for the first time in my life, I actually could say, I don't need to know the plan. I receive... From God, I receive from the universe. I know I'll be cared for, in whatever way that comes. I'm open to receiving, Mm. which was such a big deal. Yeah, that's amazing. It's
0: funny. I had an experience like that before I studied tantra, and it's kind of what led me to study tantra. I was with someone who I'm, I'm not sure I can. You know, you. I loved the way you just explained all that. It was in this extremely masculine way, which I can be a total control freak. And I like assertive men. I like masculine men. But he was um, very kind of quiet about it, but extremely masculine in the bedroom. And I just kind of, I just let all that control go. And it was really life changing for me. It was a, a huge, it was a very different way that I've ever done anything. And there was some freedom in it. And that's when I started exploring my sexuality more. And that's when I started studying Tantra. And it's all about this polarity that you're talking about. And it's, it, it really like broke something open in me.
1: Well, because to me, like people really battle with the polarity thing. It's a, a really because we have very unhealthy definitions of masculine and feminine because we, we define them in separation that oh so you're going to be controlling me and you're going to tell mm-hmm. me what to do and yeah. and then on the flip side it's like well how come you get to be the feminine how come you get to be just receiving and not doing anything mm-hmm. like this is, the, this is the sense of it but that's not it mm-hmm. because the reality is like so for example so you have this lover who is extremely assertive and masculine what that does for you, the actual growth and the depth for you is expanding mm-hmm. into receiving.
0: Yeah, and it, I feel like I came into my
1: feminine. And it's deep. It's like, it's really not a small safe. thing. No, And the deeper huge. you go into it, mm-hmm. the more powerful he becomes. And this is what's yeah. interesting. In a loving,
0: giving,
1: 100%. powerful
0: way, but not, like, controlling. Just,
1: Just And that's the key. In I mean, union... The masculine reads the feminine. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally read me every step of the way and just wanted to give and please. And it opened me up to be more feminine to give to him. It was like this figure eight that happened.
1: And it's beautiful because what happens is it's like the. um, So, for example, like a lot of men really struggle with that because they're just like well, I don't think it's fair that I'm always in the giving thing. Because again, we've always done this in separation. It's, it's we're really messed up about this, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at what strengthens each person, right? I would watch this man who would be normally very passive, very quiet, you know, and he would just sort of rise up into this. And you could almost see his eyes start to sparkle. Like, so really, like I get to choose? I am like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, you trust me and it's a really big deal to be trusted yeah and to be received mm-hmm. like even in intimacy to be completely I want to receive everything that you are mm-hmm.
0: and then it allows that other person to be it more in their power more than in their. they are
1: exactly and it actually empowers them mm-hmm. to be received this way to be trusted this way and when we can trust and open like that we get power more powerful and we get bigger like it actually is a win-win mm-hmm. It's like that's I, I
0: said like the figure eight oh. it like strengthens the energy strengthens both you and makes you mo- Both more of who you truly are
1: it is and and then when you unite mm. Like it's it's just Well, then the walls just yeah, yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> And that, it- that that's like that spiral that you see like in Tantra where You merge right when you're um, When you are making love that spiral energy that merges between the two of you that creates that Like then explosive orgasm that can be more than you know I always say like if someone is giving a hundred percent and the other person is giving a hundred percent then it's two hundred percent Energy that you're getting that couldn't be created alone well, and there's something cool
1: about a hundred percent because what that means is that all channels are open mm. and that's a really big deal mm-hmm. that there is nothing hiding anything there's no energy cloaking anything that literally you open every single channel anything can happen and that's okay mm. and two people come together where anything can happen mm. yeah it's pretty powerful like these are infinities colliding mm-hmm. like it's it's not even... there's no words like this is where the end of the words are like there's no and i don't know i think i think this is what it's all about now Mm. you know and i I can't even imagine living any other way yeah me neither (laughs) and i'm glad you're here to teach this (laughs)
0: all right i think we could talk for another five (laughs) hours (laughs) So this was awesome. Do you want to give your website and how people oh, yeah. can reach you? And if you're doing
1: classes, I'm not even sure what you're... I know you travel and are you doing workshops? You know, I'm in. I'm in the Boston area until December. And then I fly to British Columbia and going to hang out in the West Coast for a while. And But no, my websites are katrinaboss.ca or fusiontantra.com. My books are all on Amazon... If you look up katrina boss the books are there and audio and <laughs> audio and visual audio <laughs> and paperback and look and all that nice. um i have online courses that i teach tantra i teach spirit the spiritual path i i teach um about the, the foundations of tantric intimacy i have a course for women called the radiant woman mm-hmm. because that's another really interesting thing about this dynamic about the importance of the masculine reading the feminine because of our history the feminine the women I've been so broken and having to become very passive aggressive and protective and all these things the men the masculine actually can't read them. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. So actually this union isn't even possible until the women heal. Mm-hmm. So when the feminine heals and again all orientations but when the feminine partner heals then the masculine can get a full read. Just like we were saying, if we're not being honest, mm-hmm. they cannot come 100%. Mm-hmm. So to me, healing the women is the first step. And when we heal, it changes everything. And so this is why I created this Radiant Woman course. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I love this course so much because it redefines even what the masculine and feminine is. It redefines what wholeness is. It redefines why we're in relationship, feminine sensuality and sexuality. is mm-hmm. such a really big deal. And so, yeah, but I would just go to FusionTundra.com. Everything's there. There's an email list, awesome. lots of things. Oh, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me drop in. Yeah. <laughs> you never know mm-hmm. who's going to show up at the little think house. <laughs> Thanks, Katrina. Thanks so
0: much, Elizabeth. <laughs> Stay elevated, everyone.